Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Tonight I want to continue on not looking at my notes. <laughs> I walked out during worship and the Lord started downloading and I said, yes, sir. I want to take a look tonight at being vessels that the Lord can fill and overflow from. He wants to fill you up. Say, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Everybody say, fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> fill me up. And let me overflow. You are a vessel unto the Lord. Vessels are made... Just call, call yourself Mr. or Mrs. Tupperware. <laughs> Vessels are made to hold something. And you can be filled with self and pride and your ego and your money, your success, your whatever. You can fill me up with me, your hurt, your past failures. Or you can allow God to begin to empty you out to remove the junk, to burn up the dross, don't leave, burn up the dross, <laughs> allowing to burn it up, consume it, deal with it, scoop it out if it needs to be scooped out, whatever, it needs, whatever needs to happen, get it out of your life, uproot it, and allow God to begin to fill you with himself, which you might overflow. In Jeremiah chapter 18, we're going to go on a journey through the Bible, hope you're okay with me preaching Bible. Jeremiah 18, I hope you're, hope you're okay with me preaching about God tonight. If not, then there's a Eaton Park down the road. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you'll get sick if you eat there. I'm not going to start on the Eaton Park kick like I did with Bob Evans. I learned my lesson. <laughs> You can be filled with something. <laughs> Jeremiah 18. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. Some of you need to go on a journey tonight. Please don't leave. I mean, I really didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> she left and come back and brought somebody with her. Don't let a root of bitterness spring up <laughs> in your midst. You need to go down to the potter's house tonight. We're going to go down and take a look at the potter's house and see some vessels, see some, see some of his handiwork tonight. 
Take a look around you. There's a room filled of the potter's handiwork. Let me challenge you in this. Let me just pause there and say that person sitting on your right or left or in front or behind you may not look like you, but they were still made by the potter. Thank the Lord they don't look like you. You look pretty silly yourself. God has identified value in every piece of pottery that he has made, that he has created. The value is not on the clay itself. The value is placed by the potter and those that would use the vessel. In our case, the vessel that God has made, our lives, will be used for his purpose and his glory. And thus value is assigned by him only. So stop calling yourselves things that the Lord himself would not call you, i.e. worthless, a failure, a reject, a mistake. I could never do that. I'm not qualified. I don't have the resources, the talent, the skills, the ability, etc. Don't go where the Lord himself is not willing to go in your life. Can I hear an amen? amen? You've labeled yourself far too long as someone... Based on your experience, this is a word for someone specifically tonight, you have labeled yourself based on the rejection of others and not the acceptance and the grace of God in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but the opinions of others is going to be burned up on the day of judgment in the fire, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to label or identify myself with something that has zero value. I want to be identified with the identity of Christ in my life that has the weight and the worth of God himself on my life. You were made in his image. You were born for such a time as this. You were created for his purpose and his plans. Stop agreeing with the devil and start agreeing with the Lord. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Stop agreeing with the devil about the circumstance of your life, the, the chaos of your life, the rejection of your life, the issues of your life, the negative people of your All you're doing is agreeing with the curse. Anybody hear what I'm saying? You're just agreeing with the curse. Stop agreeing with the curse and go back to your maker and find out for why you were created. Why were you born? Why did he place you on this earth? He didn't place you here to just take up space and fill a void. You're not just sitting on a pew tonight to take up space on a pew. Although we appreciate you taking up real estate in our sanctuary this evening. <laughs> However, that's not why you were created. You were created and born with a purpose and the identity of Christ on your life. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, I knew you and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. David... The plan of God for this young man to become king over Israel, to become the lineage. Go through the lineage. Go through, go through the lineage and the genealogy, genealogy of Christ. Tell me if there was really any great, wonderful, majestic people in that lineage. They were all reprobates. They were sinners. They were heathens. They were outcasts. And if left to their own vices, would have destroyed themselves. 
God had mercy on them and he's willing to have mercy on you. He's willing to use you. He's willing to take the mistakes, the mess ups, the the good, the bad, and the ugly of your life and fashion it into a vessel suitable for his honor and for his use and his purposes. Stop, stop speaking things over your life that God's not saying about your life. Go down to the potter's house and have a look. Take a look around. And this is what you'll find. And there I will cause you to... Anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping somebody just got set free from just a little revelation of truth there. And there I will cause you to hear my words. It's interesting that he had to go to the potter's house to get the rest of the story, as they say. There are times in our lives that we've got to get into a position to get the rest of the story. God will give you a snippet, a piece of the story, and say, guess what, my wonderful child? You're going to have to take a step before I give you the rest. It's called the walk of faith. It's called the righteous shall live by faith. Peter, get out of the boat. Uh, I'd like to see how this plays out in real time, please. Could you drop down a video from heaven and let me see how this is going to work out? Sometimes you have to put yourself in a position to hear from the Lord and to get the next step of the process. If God said move, then move. If he said take a step, take a step. I promise you he's not going to change his mind. Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house and you'll get the rest of the story. In 2013, the Lord spoke to us and he said a year of transition is coming. I had no clue what that meant. I assumed that it meant that we were just taking on more responsibility where we were at. I had no idea that would mean moving a thousand miles away. I had no idea that would mean coming into the wonderful wintry months of the north. I had no idea that the Lord was saying, guess what, you're going to have to leave those that you love and you shepherd and you care for day in and day out and spend time with and know all the wonderful details. I had no idea. Just a couple of months later, I would be doing the funeral for one of, a, one of my good friends and leaders' dad and then soon leaving after that. I had no idea all of those details. I had no idea when the Lord started speaking and saying, transition's coming, what he meant by that. But I knew that I had to start the process, had to get in a position to prepare for transition. Sometimes you just got to get yourself in a place to hear from the Lord and turn off all the other faucets. Stop listening to the people around you who want to tell you everything that's wrong with the vision that God gave you. If you could do it, it wouldn't be God, now would it? If you could accomplish it in your own strength, you really wouldn't need God in that situation, would you? If God has spoken to you to do something, one of the best things that you can do is get yourself in a position to hear from Him as to what's next. God, what are you saying? What are you doing? Turn off the faucets. Get rid of all of the distractions. Get rid of all of the, the outside voices. Get, just tune in. Whether that's prayer or fasting or changing location. Jeremiah had to change location. 
He had to go down to the potter's house. Sometimes the Lord will say, go out and you know, get, go on a retreat, get away. Whatever you had to do, get it yourself in a place to hear from the Lord. And you'll hear my words. And then I went down to the potter's house and there he was. Shocking. The potter would be right where God said he was. And he was making something at the wheel. And, that, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. It's interesting that he starts off this process of making vessels. And the, and the first piece that he makes is marred. It's, there's a mistake. There's a mistake on the vessel. And Jeremiah saw him and he watched him and he went and he made another, he, he made another vessel out of that same clay. <clears throat> There's not one thing that happens in your life that God is not using for his glory. Amen. He will shape you, remold you, reheat you, refire you, do everything that he possibly can for you to come out and the end result that he has designed and destined you to be. Destiny for believers is not, I believe, is not some far off thing that we achieve someday. It's every day walking baby step after baby step with the Lord, trusting him, going down to the potter's house when he says go down to the potter's house, being shaped when, he, when you feel like your life has been marred by circumstance, by sin, by hang-ups and issues, when life's been marred, allowing the potter to refashion and reform. There's not one thing that God can't use in your life and reshape and remold and use it to strengthen you. The problem is we try to jump off the potter's wheel when a mistake happens. And we start trying to tell the potter, um, I, you see this, this issue right here in my life? I really don't want you to touch that. I really don't want you to deal with that. So I'm satisfied just being a broken vessel that could never be used by you. Just put me on the shelf and never touch me again. You know, we do that, though, in, in church all the time. We hear the word of the Lord preached we, we hear God speak to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in a service. Life, the fire's turned up and issues begin to bubble out. Oh, no, God, don't touch that. I'd rather be depressed than happy any day. Don't touch that. I want to stay in control, Lord. I, I, I want to I keep things nice and comfortable. And if you start reworking the issues of my life, that means I might look a little different than what I do right now. And I've gotten comfortable with my sin. I've gotten comfortable with my mistakes. I've gotten comfortable with my past. I've gotten comfortable with my hurt. I've gotten comfortable with my rejection. I've gotten comfortable with all that. And now you want to reshape me and remake me and mold me into something new. Uh, no, that doesn't sound like I, I don't want to go there. Just leave me alone, Lord. And it starts sounding like people saying, I don't need more of God. I got all I need. Well, I don't need to go. I don't want to go to that church. And it's uncomfortable. You need to be uncomfortable. People are dying and going to hell comfortable every day. 
I want you to know that the flames of hell will consume your life the minute that you reject Jesus. I want you to know the minute that you turn your back on the Lord and reject his plans and purpose, there is a consequence to that. I want you to know that there is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shine. I want you to know that the delights of heaven are greater than anything that this life can afford. I want you to know that there is a joy in the Lord that will sustain you and keep you through every trial and circumstance of life. And if it makes you uncomfortable that people laugh in church and fall on the floor and pray in tongues and people get healed and miracles happen and demons get cast out, then I'm sorry. Not really. It's God reworking us and changing us and he's shaping us and he's molding us. It seemed to be good to the potter to make. He made it into another vessel that seemed to be good to the potter. He didn't ask for the vessel's consultation on the best way to make the best vase with the best color and the best design and the best handiwork. He made it as he saw fit. According to his own good pleasure, he has chosen you, he has worked in you, and he is working in you. And then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. There's nobody else's hand I'd rather be in than the Lord's hand. I know that if he's got me in his hand, as Jesus said, I have not lost one whom you have given me except for the son of perdition that your will might be fulfilled. I am so happy that I am in his hand. He has inscribed me. He has engraved me on the palm of his hand. I am always before him. There is absolutely nothing in this life. There is no circumstance. There is no hell or high water or flood or furnace that comes my way that can knock me out of his hand. I am firmly in the grasp of my potter's hand. So don't worry about what comes when the Lord says, I'm going to make you into something new. Don't worry if I start redesigning the elements of your life. Don't worry when I start rearranging the furniture of your house. Just put up shop, sit down, and let me have my way. Just chill out. That's a good spiritual word for somebody here tonight. (laughs) Chill out. Let the potter have his way. In 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20, it says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood, clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Get rid of your stinking flesh. Allow God to change you. Allow him to transform you and be filled with the spirit of God and become a vessel for honor. A vessel that can be used. Not a a vessel that's going to be broken and tossed out. Not a vessel that's going to be, you know, all the shards that have broken pieces of glass and clay be swept up and thrown into the fire, but a vessel of honor that can be used for the Lord. It may not be a gold vessel or a silver vessel. 
You might just be a clay vessel. You might just be a little terracotta pot hanging out in the house of the Lord, surrounded by silver and gold. Have you ever felt that way? You ever felt that way, like you were just one of those little teeny tiny terracotta pots hanging out with the big boys and all the silver and the gold? You're like, God, what are you doing? You have no idea. Can I remind you that he takes the weak and the foolish things of this world to confound the wise? You might be a little terracotta pot, but you'd be surprised what those little terracotta pots can do in the hand of the Lord. Let the Lord use you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Why is God using the little terracotta pot of your life for his glory? Because it's that little pot that looks like nothing, that means absolutely nothing to the world, that God can begin to fill with his supernatural power and presence. It is not Paul did not say we have this treasure because of our, of our strengths or our talents or our abilities. He said it is the excellence of the power of God, not us. The excellency of God. Have you tasted of the excellent nature of God? He is all-powerful. He is all-wise. He is all-knowing. There is absolutely nothing that he cannot do. There is absolutely nothing that he, cannot, that he cannot break in your life and use for his glory. Strongholds that can be broken. Areas of your life where you are facing seemingly uh, uncrossable seas or oceans. There's absolutely nothing that our God cannot do. Excellency of God, the nature of God, that he is sovereign. He's sitting and ruling all things by the word of his power. That he is a God of peace, that, that, that we, in the middle of the life storms, he looks and says to our storms, and it quiets. This is the excellency of God in us. The excellency, this excellent nature of God in you and I. He is making vessels that can hold just a little bit of this divine nature. When people look at you, are you wanting them to see the gold and the silver and all of the wonderful glories of the outward works and outward manifestations? Or when they look at you, do they look past the terracotta and see the beautiful flower that's on the inside of you? Do they look past all of the all of the all of the clay to see the divine handiwork of God that's contained on the inside of you. See, God's not looking for people that distract from his glory. He's looking for people who will yield to his glory. He's not looking for people who will come and try to take his glory and become the center of attention. It's all about me. It's all about me. He's looking for people who will yield like, like Moses. Lord, let me see your glory. Whatever it looks like, Lord, let's just let me see. Yes. Vessels of honor. 
vessels filled with the excellency of God. I don't have any time left, so I'm just going to wrap this up. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You wonder what all the dirt is in your life? Why do you put dirt in a terracotta pot? So you can have something beautiful. If you don't have any dirt, if you don't have any issues... God's got to sort through and put in and work out and work through. There's nothing there that maturity can spring forth from. Mature growth and mature fruit comes from healthy dirt. You should elbow the person you're sitting next to and say, you're full of dirt. (laughs) Not really. They might elbow back. created with the purpose of God. Why don't you stand here? Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father It's so hard.